Welcome to the Perfect Blend Podcast. My name is Sarah. And my name is Chanel. We'll be serving you the perfect blend of beauty, skincare, overall wellness ideas, and discussion. We'll just sit back, relax, and talk shit about life, just like girlfriends should. Now let's get back to it. How have you been, girl? I know I've been seeing you doing your thing. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Like, I don't know if like you noticed, but I'm so proud of you. I'm like your fan. I comment on everything. <laughs> you do, you do. We show each other love. It's always been like that. It, yeah. it, has, it has because you know, we known each other for so long, and I'm like, man, just to see the growth and see how you progress is it's Thank amazing. You. And I'm I'm so happy for you. Literally, I was telling Chanel the other day, I was stalking your Instagram and I was like, yo, (laughs) I am obsessed because for me, I feel like I really, really appreciate and I really admire and like look up to people that have a really good base and brand on Instagram, right? Thank you. And I look at your stuff and I'm like, yo, does she, does she pay someone to do this? Like how, how has she done this? It looks I wish. Popping. I need to pay it somebody so to do good. it. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I need to expand. Oh <laughs> my God. God. I appreciate it's all me. Like it's a lot. I love it. It is so good. Honestly, like I was, I was extremely impressed and I'm just like so happy to have you on. Like, Thanks. I'm happy so to happy. be here. And I, I was telling Sarah earlier, I watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on YouTube. So you guys killed it. Way Thank to go. You. Thank no you. Thank you. You know, we're still trying to figure out our, like, our format and stuff. Our, mm-hmm. Exactly. So it'll come. It'll, it'll come. come. Yeah, with time. And I'm like, you know, as long as we have supporters and mm-hmm. everyone keeps watching, I think we'll do good. Like, yeah. we'll also, figure like, it out as we go, you know? Totally. And I feel like, uh, I think it's like also the flow of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, once, like, me and Chanel get into the flow of things and we're like, we can, I feel like we have a really great dynamic in terms of like, we bounce off each other very well. We're very outgoing. We're both Leos. So holla at your Leos. (laughs) And I feel like because of that, like when we started this podcast, I'm not sure if you know, um, Tanika, but pretty much we decided to start it in April and then Mm -hmm. we started practicing and we started recording and all of that. But, um, I felt like we just didn't have the right groove, but now I feel like because of Keisha, like God bless her, because mm-hmm. she sort of set us straight in terms of like, she was like, okay, let's plan this. Let's plan this girls. And like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, and so yeah, you need that. I think it's also a group effort. You know what I mean? Like it's a, mm-hmm. we, ha- we all have to contribute. We all have to collaborate. We all have to be like, okay, what's the best route of action here? You know? Yes. Yeah. And I feel like right now we're on a good course. Like we, we ha- recently had another guest too before, before you. Mm-hmm. And that one, I'm going to say hands down was our best episode yet. Like, I'm, I'm so it excited for this so one. Well. Yeah, it did. It was so good. Yeah. And I'm very excited. Cause I'm like, I feel like now that we're in the groove of things, I feel like we can really expand and like just see what else is there and like just talk to other people and i'm just really mm-hmm. excited <laughs> no you guys will and like i said you guys have a great chemistry so it's gonna Thank work you. it's gonna flow natural and it's gonna yeah. be authentic and that's Thank big right now so yeah and it's there's there's a niche like this is a niche right like there's this is a, there's a need for this in the market you can watch a million and one like beauty tutorials but to like talk totally. about it and everything and like mm-hmm. bring other variables into the discussion that's really great Exactly. It's so that's true. 
Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So um, we're going to jump right on into it. Um, Sarah, if you'd like to start us out. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Tanika, for coming on. We are so appreciative and we're so excited to have you here. Um, This episode is going to be predominantly revolving around like self-love and relationships and uh, pretty much just diving into that and seeing what other, um, you know, venues or what other options uh, people have in in this world that we're living in just because we are living in a really technologically advanced world and just you know we're really distracted by a lot of things so I we thought that it was really important for us to even though it's Valentine's Day uh, Mm. to focus on self-love and how we can uh, really love ourselves and focus on that so without further ado we'd love to introduce our special guest Tanika um, which some of you know is actually Miss Unattached and Unbothered on Instagram. And holla at at your girl because she is so good at Instagram and you really want to know what she's doing at all times. Hey, y'all. She has an amazing (laughs) YouTube channel, too. You guys got to check out her videos. Yes. (laughs) Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Unattached and Unbothered on YouTube. Yes. Yes. So, Tanika and I have known each other since fifth grade. We were back <laughs> doing beerishness <laughs> so for our listeners who don't know tell us a little bit about yourself Tanika and your brand for sure so I'm Tanika I run Unattached and Unbothered I founded that back in 2018 it's pretty much a brand that aims to empower single millennial women to live their best lives and to love themselves fully unconditionally and unapologetically I think it's very important I started that at a time in my life when I was going through pretty much getting out of a situationship. I wouldn't even fully call it a breakup, but I was getting out of a situationship and I didn't really feel like there was like a lot of online support or like communities for single women. Like at the time I was seeing like relationship goals and couple goals and you're seeing like people matching their fucking sweaters and that's cute and shit. Like relationships are beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a hater, but I still wanted to see and feel like there was a space that I could like vent or like talk to or get support about being single and like newly single. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I think I'm just going to jump all in and just share my single experiences and hopefully just create a community from that. So that's how Unattached and Unbothered uh, started with me just sharing like my dating escapades and like sex stories. And then now it's like grown into this big full-blown community where like all these other people are sharing stories or like just giving into the experience and it's just beautiful and I love it. Yes. Yeah. I think it's such so- a needed space. I feel like so many people like are ashamed to talk about certain things or they're very, um, you know, um, they feel judged to talk about certain things. So I feel like it's a really, really necessary space, especially for women. And I'm just saying that just because I'm a woman. No, it absolutely is. Because also like, especially I'm I'm 31 now Mm -hmm. and you get into like that age and they're like, why are you single? Like, it's like a, like, it's a curse. Am I allowed to listen to this? I don't even know. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) you're like you're like fucking disease or something like single oh stay away like something's wrong with that person and it's like no being single is like a glorious beautiful time it's a great time to figure out who you are what you're doing what you like what you don't like and then you'll be great for your next relationship but like everybody always wants to treat it like this negative thing it always has that negative connotation Mm -hmm. and like there's a timeline associated with your singledom like oh, you should be single in your 20s or you should be single like in your teens, but like God forbid you're single in your 30s. Right. Like, everybody treats you like 
get married like what's wrong with you like where's your baby right? or like when you're having a baby like that exactly. biological, your biological clock is ticking and it's like well, i don't want to have a kid thank you like i want to establish myself a little bit better before i even have that thought or come into that space and what if i don't want to have kids why are you exactly. pressuring me like why mm-hmm. are you putting your, projecting your feeling on me like and a lot of it is that projection right like society is so conditioned to projecting and you never know other people's struggles, especially when it comes sure. to pregnancy. And I feel like there needs to be more of an education or like discussion around that so that people know like it's not okay to go up to women and ask them, when are you having a baby? Oh my God, it's not right? okay to go up to them and ask them why you're single. You don't know what their situation is. They could be widowed for all you know. Like, just leave okay. it alone. Like, let people come to you and tell you the tea. <laughs> don't you know, know, what, like, you know what I really feel like? And, and I just, it just came to my head, but I... And maybe I'm like exaggerating a little bit, but I really feel like people have this expectation of when you should get pregnant or when you should um, get married, for instance. And oftentimes it's like your family members, right? I feel like a lot of times women, they always put other people first. Do you know what I mean? Like they always say, oh, you know what? Like for, for instance, for myself, like I'm 27 and I've been with my boyfriend for six years now. And I always think I'm like, what if like god forbid my parents pass they won't even have the opportunity to have a grandchild so mm-hmm. i would be putting my needs second but their their needs first in that they need a grandchild do you get what i'm saying I like know. i feel like often women always put themselves secondary to their family members to societal norms to societal expectations like mm-hmm. it's it's extremely um unnerving because i don't feel like and and this is just a personal bias, but I feel like men don't have that. No, they, they don't, don't. have that uh, expectation. They don't have that requirement. Oh, you have to have, you know, children. I don't think they do. No, they don't. That pressure is unfairly placed on women. Mm-hmm. And they look at us like producers. Like, okay, you're not a productive member of society. If you're a female, that's not out here having kids. And that's unfair and very yeah. unjust. But yeah. I do think that the conversation is changing. I think there's like a lot of people that are becoming more vocal about that and just like the day and age that we're in right now there's like mm-hmm. a lot of um what would you say eyes on that type of stuff mm-hmm. so i think that the conversation is changing it's just slowly changing yeah i agree yeah. i agree i think it's also changing because of um just like sexual orientation i would say like in terms yeah. of like the openness with um gender with sexual orientation like uh, two gay guys can have a child now. Anyone can have a child. Two lesbians can have a child now. And it's like, yep. it's absolutely okay. It's so okay. And I feel like with that, with that change, with that progression, I feel like we are going on the right track in terms of openness, in terms of, you know, forgiveness of, of people and their, and what their choices are in their life. But I feel yep. like we're more welcoming. It's a, it's yeah. a long road though. You know, like it's a long road till we get to somewhere where everyone is happy you know right Mm -hmm. I think I also think that for women to kind of put um a clock on us or that pressure on us to have kids because as you get older it gets harder for you to have kids so Mm -hmm. everyone's always Mm -hmm. like oh well you know you only have a certain amount of time or you know once you get to a certain age you know it's not gonna be as easy meanwhile men can really have kids up until they're their deathbed the day they die seriously still have kids so um I think but you know there's so many things that we can do now like people are freezing their eggs right you know 
that those are options for everyone and it doesn't necessarily mean that I need to get pregnant or have a baby right now Mm -hmm. in order to fulfill that portion of my life I can freeze my eggs and decide later on in life to have kids so Mm -hmm. yeah again the conversation is changing because you know technology has advanced and is giving a lot more people more options and yay to technology I'm here for it me too. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. <laughs> so, so Tanika, tell us a little bit about where you grew up. You know, we kind of grew up in the same place. So just give us a little background about where you know you're from. And yeah, I'm from Malton. And it's like a little, they call it a village. It's like a little part of Mississauga that's like Mm -hmm. near Toronto slash like Rexdale area. Mm -hmm. It connects to pretty much everything though, because it's like near Brampton. It's It's like in the middle of everything. It's like, I see. Mississauga's right there, Toronto's right there, Brampton's right there. It's literally right in the middle. It's mad convenient. Um, I feel like it was like a good, I had a good upbringing. Like, I can't really complain. Mm -hmm. Like, I had everything I wanted and need or want for anything. Um, My parents are really good that way. And um, we talked about a lot of things. So I think that's what allowed me to be really vocal, especially now. I know that like a lot of people kind of suffer with being opinionated Mm -hmm. or like they're unable to fully like express themselves. But my parents allowed me and always encouraged me to. So what's your ethnic background, if you don't mind me asking? Jamaican. Okay. Awesome. That's really nice. Uh, Considering like, uh, I feel like a lot of... um, a lot of Caribbean people, like Colombians included, because I'm Colombian, um, I feel like they're really judgmental. I feel mm-hmm. like they can be like, oh, oh, really? You have yes. thing? Uh, you know, like, so I me. feel like that's really lucky for you that you had that opportunity that, like, your parents were so open to talk and, like, were really open in dialogue. That's awesome. That's really Yeah, really no, they're definitely very liberal, which I appreciate. Yeah, that's great. So I know um, for the most part, we had the same, uh, like we went to the same schools and everything. But um, in terms of college, like what did you, what was your goal or your dreams, like your aspirations in terms of where you thought you would be at this point in your life and what you did in school and how that kind of brought you to where you are now? For sure. Um, So when I was younger, I always loved writing. I always loved storytelling. Like that was a passion of mine. Um, and then when I got to school, I was really good at writing, like in high school. Mm-hmm. And I did like a lot of like writing, essay, like competition, poetry competitions, that type of stuff. And so I was like, well, what can I do with writing that's really going to pay the bills? And unfortunately, like these guidance counselors and stuff, they don't really know the variety of jobs out there. Um, so I remember the guidance counselor was like, oh, you can get into like communications or like public relations. Like that's like corporate stuff. It's going to pay really well. Mm-hmm. Like being an author, you're going to struggle and right. da, 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 right? It's mm-hmm. so, like there's that like tendency within schools to like kill that kind of creative dream. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I went to school for communications um, at Carleton in Ottawa and oh. I did an undergrad at, did you go to Carleton? I went one year. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hello! Ottawa! So I did that. I did all four years there. And then um, at, in my last year though, I could have minored in sexuality studies. I was oh. just one credit short. 
And I was like, I was really interested in that because all throughout my undergrad, I did like human rights, uh, like classes mm-hmm. and like sexuality study classes. And then they're like, oh, did you think about minoring in it? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I wish you guys had told me sooner because I'm oh, not going to come back to Ottawa for a semester yeah. just for one credit. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, I, I've been wanting to be gone. <laughs> so I didn't minor in it. And I kind of wish I had now because it's such like a focal point of my discussions and my mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all good. I still like really took away a lot from that. And then I went back to school 2014 um, for marketing management. I was working at the bank. I literally felt like I was going to die. I hated that job. And I was like, let me go and like do a post-grad in something that I'm like somewhat passionate about. So yeah, that's like my educational background. And then now I do corporate communications full-time. That's so awesome. That is cool. Um, Do you see yourself going back to school to like become like a sexologist or something like that? Because I can see that for you. Yeah, so you don't have to necessarily go back to school, like, in terms of university, but they have online courses and, like, different types of workshops and even, like, coaching classes that you can take. So I've been looking into that. So I'm definitely going to do that in the near future and have that under my belt as well because it is something that I'm really super passionate about. And then I want to do, like, more of my blog posts surrounding that. So at least I'll have that credential Mm -hmm. to really support the advice and information that I'm giving because right now it's primarily, like, um, experience-based or, like, Google research based, which you know, <laughs> yeah. Google has all the answers. You can you can become a full scholar through Google. It's let me so tell cool. you, but sometimes people like be looking at you like, so what do you have to support this? And right. so yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's so cool. I would, if I were you, uh, Tanika, I would definitely, um, I would definitely reach out to like some magazines, like some like sex magazines or some something like that, because you never know, like just yeah. putting yourself out there you never know they might be like you know I love what you wrote here can I can I add it to this this month's edition or whatever you never know right yes. like, I would say definitely try that because I I would read it I'm sure many people advice. would read it I mean yeah. I, you already know I'm, down. I'm I'm your number one supporter girl so. <laughs> no that's great advice I'm definitely on that same wavelength I'm like yeah like let me because like I started my website when I launched that August and like I started with blog posts that was so consistent, but then work just got mm-hmm. so crazy and it kind of fell off. And like that's something I definitely have to prioritize in 2021 is just like mm-hmm. making sure that I have things like in the hopper way in advance. Yes. Like maybe I write like 20 blog posts over like the course right. of a month and just like have it ready to go. So that I'm never in a place of lack because now it just looks stupid. It's like, yeah, the blog is there, but oh, there's no posts on the blog. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I need to like just be consistent with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, something I could admit. Totally. Um, I feel like the the um, podcast that we did with Miranda uh, Chanel, it would really help um, Tanika in terms of like what social media aspects like because we did it based on uh, PR and marketing and like social media content and all of that. So like, yeah. I think that would be really cool. But I completely agree. I'm in that same boat right now. Like I feel like I'm, I have a little bit of content like that I can po- post, but I feel like I really need to like up it up and just be like okay I need to have like a whole reservoir of things to, to exactly. post you know what I mean like it's so important and I was so good at it before but then shit just got crazy and I was like okay like God, yeah it's hard it's hard to gauge it right like it's hard to gauge when like oh things are like slow now and then things all of a sudden can like pick yeah. up like crazy yep. so it's uh out of it's nowhere very interesting. Yeah. yeah and like I got like a whole bunch of brand partnerships recently which came oh. out of nowhere so then I was just like okay oh. I got to make sure that I'm meeting like the clients, like their deadline. And then I have like my other stuff going on. So I'm like, oh shit, like, what do I 
it's like only me. So that's why I was saying yeah. earlier, I need an assistant, yeah. or like an intern or something because it would definitely take some of that weight off of me. Right. Let's just say congratulations. If you have a drink, yes. let's. Oh, yeah, my water. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, Tanika. Honestly, like I, when I got my first friend, um, like I guess collaboration, I was so over the moon, and just having that energy. Trust me, more and more will come. I promise. Exactly. You build yeah. off of the momentum, right? And then it's just mm -hmm. nice having those relationships because in the future you totally. never. So it's so true. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Me too. Like that's so good to hear. Like your hard work has paid off, and I love to see that. Me Thanks. too. Love to see it. Yes. So we're gonna get into the self love portion of the show today. Okay. Um, so we have a couple of questions um, for you in terms of self love because you're such an advocate for self love and putting yourself first. Um, so when was it that you realized that you needed to nurture yourself in order to foster a better future as well as a better um, sense of well-being for yourself? Mm -hmm. I think um, that's a really great question. I think I always kind of knew that, just not, I wasn't really mindful of it, right? Like throughout life, I'd always do things for myself and like make the time for myself. But I think what really put it at the forefront for me was like going through like my big big breakup and then coming out of that situationship that like sparked unattached um just because like I was at a I was in a deficit like I was just like not taking care of myself I was being super mean to myself beating myself up like I should know better like you know a lot of things you tell yourself when you get out of relationships mm -hmm. and I think at that time I really made self-love and self-care a priority um that's when I started that's when I actually started therapy even uh, back mm -hmm. in 2018 I went to see a therapist for the first time because I felt like there were a lot of issues and just like things that I needed to unpack. So yeah. I reached out to a therapist and like really started that healing process. And then with that came like, okay, like I was pouring a lot into work during the breakup just to like not really have my mind thinking about it. Like that's mm -hmm. unhealthy. Like, let me take time for myself. That's when I started doing my solo trips. and like, just like really spending time and being happy in my aloneness. Because again, like I am from that mindset that like, oh, being alone is bad. And it really wasn't like being alone. You couldn't really have a great time being alone. And that is part of your self-care is just having that time for yourself, really pouring into yourself, getting to know yourself, leaning into yourself and really loving up on you. So that was really the catalyst. I love that. I love that answer. I, I have an actual, like, I have a question to like pretty much piggyback on what you just said, but I'm, I'm really curious as to what is one thing that you would say that has helped you be alone? Because for me, I feel like my personality, at least, like I'm very much like, I love being around people that it really like warms my heart. And I, I just feel really happy when I'm with people, you know what I mean? So uh -huh. when I'm alone, don't get me wrong, I'm an only child on my mom's side. So I, I can be alone, but I don't, I, I don't like it. I don't, it's not my, it's not my preference. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's any one thing that you took from like, maybe even therapy or like, your, your solo trips, what's one thing that you would say to help people be alone? I think it's just really getting comfortable with the silence. 
So like for me, um, one thing, cause again, I grew up an only child too. Mm-hmm. And like often here I'm alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. I had a lot of time to just be by myself. Mm-hmm. And at first it was uncomfortable. Like you have that urge. You want to call your friends. You want to yeah. talk to your family. Like, Hey, let's link, let's go somewhere. And that's kind of escapism in a sense, because like mm-hmm. you're not really just taking the time to be alone. So just get comfortable with being alone, like that stillness, that silence. I would just sit at home some days, read a book, just find different things that I can do by myself at mm-hmm. home so that I'm not like forced to like, if I even go out to dinner, like that was something I was doing a lot of too, mm-hmm. just going to dinner by myself. But then mm-hmm. I find myself making friends because I'm a friendly person yeah, and then yeah. I'm not by myself anymore. Yeah. So just different things I can do around the house by myself that I enjoy. I find that that really helps you in being alone, mm-hmm. whether that's cooking, whether that's cleaning, making drinks for yourself, even like right. I was doing it all, just leaning more into those things that are like so hobbies for myself. Like, yeah, if you have a hobby, just do more of that. You'll really enjoy it. And then you start to like think like, okay, like this hobby of mine is so much fun. Like what else can I do off of this hobby? Like, can I turn this hobby into a passion? Can I make mm-hmm. money off of this? And then it just works into different, like you go down to different avenues. But I love that. Yeah. I think that's such great advice, honestly. It is because I feel like um, a lot of times people are scared to be alone. Mm-hmm. They're like the thought of being alone, like in a relationship, or sorry, not in a relationship, or being alone without a relationship, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to fathom. Mm-hmm. And it kind of leads down kind of like a dark path for a it lot does. of people, just because they're not used to that. Like being alone by yourself in a room is different from being alone, like not being in a relationship and being mm-hmm. kind of separate from other people. So I think, you know, as what you were saying, you know, realizing and kind of getting comfortable with that aloneness is is key yeah it's essential and like it's gonna feel awkward and uncomfortable at first like trust me there'd be days when i'm like oh my god i'm so bored like i want to go see my friends like what am i doing here on the couch but then i was just like you know what this is actually kind of cool like i don't have anybody demanding anything of me the expectations of my time like i can do what i want right now how i want to when i want to like that's it just it's fun and so like i think you just have to find the fun in being alone whatever mm-hmm. that fun is for you so i that's love what that thing about like the hobbies like maybe it's reading maybe it's watching movies maybe you do want to net- but ugh, maybe you do want to binge a netflix show that you can do like and yeah. that's alone like you're not doing that with yeah. anybody else and just also like i found what which was which really helped me a lot as well was like creating self-love rituals so mm-hmm. like okay like tonight like mondays wednesdays fridays i'm gonna journal i'm gonna light some candles for myself maybe some incense, pour a glass of wine. Like that's going to be like my 10 minute alone time. Nobody interrupt me, nobody bother me. And that's like, if if all shit hits the fan that day and I didn't do anything else for myself, at least I did that. So like whatever your self-love ritual is, like create that for yourself and just like really nurture that and tap into it. I love that. I feel like not, not, not enough people do that. I feel like um, sometimes I even get in that in that space where I'm just like on the go, 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 go. Let, let, let's just keep going. And it's like, yeah. I forget all, like I have to take care of myself. Like I can't, like the gas is on empty, girl. Like we can't go no more. Love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, I feel, but I think it's because of the society that we live in, right? Like we're always on the go. We're always like hustle, hustle, hustle. That's the mentality, right? It's like, yeah. oh, let's hustle. Let's freaking do it. Like, and, and, and a lot of times we feel invincible because we're like, oh, like Beyonce's doing it. Why can't I do it? Right, exactly. It's like, no. 
probably Beyonce has 50, 50 employees that are helping her with her day, right? Exactly. But that's why you always have to think, and especially uh, Tanika, you were saying you're a, a, a one woman show. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You do everything yourself. So you need to take care of yourself in order for you to keep going. And I feel exactly. like often we forget that. We really yeah. do. And burnout is so easy, right? Like, I'll, I will be the first to say I've burned out many times Same. during this journey. And it's like, nobody really talks about those things, but they happen. And it's like, that's because you're not listening to yourself. You're not listening to yes. your body. You're not listening to that inner person within you telling you like, okay, take a break. Maybe go to bed now. Like, stop working on what you're working on. And like, even for me, when was that? September, I had my birthday. I like took a whole two weeks to myself because I had like time off work and I was just like, okay, if I had time off of work and I haven't had time all this year for like a break, break, I can't go on vacation. I'm just going to take two weeks, no social media, no nothing. I'm not producing. I am just being. And like, mm -hmm. that's important to me. Um, mm -hmm. I do meditation. Like I meditate often. Mm -hmm. So that's like being in the moment, being still like just being present and having that time for myself was important. So I just prioritized that and I just did a lot of the meditation over those two weeks. That's amazing. Yeah. Can I can I ask what meditation you do? Yeah, I just do like regular like standard meditation. I use the okay. Calm app. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, I, I guess I guess it's a guided. It's called guided meditation. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I haven't got to like a point where I can just like sit and just be alone without the guided meditation for mm -hmm. like I think one of my friends did like a meditation retreat. She was oh, meditating cool. for like four hours. And that's oh, not something wow. I can do, like, without anybody talking. So, like, I like the Calm map because you do get that. Yeah. They guide you, you get your breathing um, cues, all the type of stuff. And that's, that helps me. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Um, I, I actually really appreciate, like, meditation and, like, just, like, self-reflection, I would say. Like, um, me and my boyfriend, Mark, we um, went on a retreat uh, a couple years ago for um, transcendental meditation. Oh, so wow. it's, it's pretty much like um, you have like a mantra, which is like a word that you keep saying and you keep going and you take like 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. And it's so remarkable, like the things that you can do. To be honest, I've been slacking. I won't lie. <laughs> but, but it's really good in terms of like uh, grounding yourself, making you more self-aware of like exactly. what you're feeling, maybe even your aspirations, what you want to do in the future, yeah. like all of these things, they come your in your mind. Yeah. And because you're silent, it's, you're able to actually process it and, 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 and really take in what you're thinking. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, you're more in tune with yourself. Exactly. And I think a lot of people need to do it. Like I want to get to a place where like, I'm not using the guided meditation, right? but like, even for what it is, it's helped me so much this past year that yeah. I'm just like, yeah, like this is amazing. That's just wonderful. Having that moment for clarity. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Like, I definitely want to go on those retreats. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I always try to meditate, but I always feel like my brain is always, like, on. It, like, I can't shut it off for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying, I'm working on it, figuring that out and what that, what the cause of that is and why I do that. Right. Um, but I do want to meditate. And they're having a thing that they're, a show that they're actually releasing on Netflix from Headspace. Headspace yes, is like an app. I, I love yeah. Headspace. It's like a guide to meditation or how to meditate, something like that. So I that love might that. Be, you know. That might work. I'm going to look that up. I'm going I'm to add that to my list. I would say just one thing that I could even say as advice um, for anyone that is trying to meditate, like especially you, Chanel, if you feel like your brain is like so busy, the one thing that really brings me back to like being in the state of like 
chill and just like relaxing is the mantra. So just having like one word that you're just like continuously saying that way your brain is like, I don't, I don't even have time to think. I don't have time to think about everything else because I'm literally just focusing on this one word and creating that peace for myself. So that would be my one, my one piece of advice for anyone that's trying to meditate, have one word that you think of and just keep repeating it until you're not thinking anything. And just, yeah. Yeah. And even the counting too. I don't know if when you first started meditating, like counting your breaths. So like, Oh no, I didn't do that. That's yeah, so that's another one that helps a lot too. So like in your head, you'd be like, that's one. And like, you're like, oh. maybe at least you do that to like 10 and then you like reset. And it's like, you're not really thinking of the counting so much, but you're like being mindful of your breath. Right. Right. That's right. also something that could really help too. I want to ask, have you, uh, Tanika, have you heard of Wim Hof? No. What okay. Have you Chanel? No, I haven't. Okay, guys, this is going to be like a game changer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what this is, so Wim Wim Hof method is pretty much this guy that's from like, I think like Sweden or somewhere there, right? Somewhere Norwegian, something. And he actually has gone out into the cold, like I'm not joking, like Antarctic, like Arctic weather, like in shorts, in just shorts. And he's like, all he does is breathing techniques and in the cool to god i swear to god how long um so he does it for like you can do, like it's a practice so you have like three phases of it and each time you like literally what you were doing tanika you go yeah and that's it and then pretty much you hold your breath and then you continue you keep going and the results of this are remarkable like when i tell you People have been cured of like certain diseases. Um, they're, they're, they're just like, well-being has been exponentially better because of this. Like after this podcast, you guys have to look into it. Because yeah, I was about to say, I'm so, like, can you please like send me the, the spelling of this? Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to try it's, it's it. Really I'm going to go outside in shorts though. Absolutely not. I'll try it. Maybe no, 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 me neither. <laughs> a, little, a little parka or something. Yeah. But he's, he's remarkable. Wow. Yeah. I definitely believe that though, because it has healing properties. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, a lot of, he's been doing it since like the seventies, to be honest. So he's been doing it for a long, long time. And, and I recommend anyone to do it. It's, um, my boyfriend has been doing the meditation and then doing the Wim Hof method. So he's like, he's like all about his self-improvement. Like, (laughs) I love that. That's so good. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing I would recommend to anyone that wants to do it. Definitely. Wim Hof theory. Wim Hof. Yeah. So, um, Tanika, you know, I remember a little while ago, you were talking a lot about being celibate. Um, and I wanted to know like your journey with celibacy and what made you decide to um, become celibate and um, if you gave yourself a timeline for how long you would be celibate or um, and what, you know, kind of sparked it. Yeah. Um, so celibacy was like not really by choice so much at first. It was more like, I got, again, I got out of that situation ship and I was just like, yeah, like I was so turned off by men and I was just like, I don't feel like having sex with anybody so I'm just not gonna have sex with anybody and then I was celibate for like almost like eight months wow. and then I was just like yeah like no <laughs> the opportunity <laughs> presented itself and I was like yeah I'm just gonna do this like I don't care I'm having sex with this guy and I did <laughs> I don't regret it 
Um, and then like, I went back to like being celibate again for a bit. Like, I just always have those like moments. I feel like if I'm not, I'm somebody, I need to really be emotionally invested in me to have sex. Right. So, like even with that experience, I wasn't emotionally invested. Like the sex mm. was good, but it was just like, eh, like it was, I needed more. Yeah. Yeah. So I know me, if I'm not emotionally invested, there's just no point. Like I tried to have like a whole whole phase and like that just like <laughs> didn't go. I know. Everybody's always like, "Oh, you need to have a whole phase," and I'm like, "But I like, catch feelings. I can't." Like, <laughs> no, like, yeah. Uh, I was celibate for well, again, same situation. Like, I just didn't want to, mm-hmm. and it was for a couple of years actually, like almost three years, because wow. I just was not interested in yeah. anything in anyone like nobody interested me in that way mm-hmm. so that's why I was like I was interested I was kind of intrigued like did you come did you decide or like did you just kind of stumble upon it like myself and yeah no um I decided because I was like I just I'm not giving my body to anybody like mm-hmm. I don't want to have sex with anybody like no I don't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. and then I was just like also nobody deserves it <laughs> nobody right. deserves my sex right I was really like cognizant of that. I'm like, this is some bomb ass pussy, and these guys are getting like a fucking discount here. Like, no, right? You know, real work or nothing. They just Mm -hmm. you You don't deserve it. So I took it back. Totally, I took it back, and then I started to get really like heavily interested in sex toys, and it's just been like Mm. eating sex toys a lot of the way. Like I've had like little like friends, like sex buddies. I guess you'd say friends of benefits here and there, but overall it was just like no I needed something deeper right yeah. so that brings me to my next question um in your vlogs you talk a lot about the sex toys and incorporating yes. them into the bedroom mm-hmm. so like what's your favorite toy girl like <laughs> you know a few and I'm looking for some recommendations so yeah <laughs> my favorite toy so like for the longest for years and years and years it was a wee vibes tango it's like a little magic bullet like um it looks it's probably about the size of my finger like that okay. and just like really smooth nice body safe silicone um different vibration speeds and it's like you just simply put it on your clit and it just vibrates away and you like get back-to-back orgasms but then i think it was like 2017 might have been 2017 i was introduced to the satisfier and Ooh. that shit changed my fucking life like I, if I can marry the fucking satisfied man, I can marry the satisfier. Like that hump, I would put a ring on it. So pretty much it uses um, airwave technology. So wow. it felt like almost like a vacuum. I know it's kind of a bad like analogy. Wow. People like yeah. putting their dicks in vacuums, but it's kind of to that same effect. <laughs> so it uses like that kind of suction technology to like you to like stimulate your clip. And then like that pulsing and that airwave technology over your clitoris is like providing like that type of sensation to allow you to have back-to-back orgasms. So if you're somebody that like doesn't really um, orgasm from G-spot stimulation, mm-hmm. you would definitely orgasm from that device on your clit, from that clitoral stimulation. Wow. That is hands down favorite. Then um, Womanizer has the Duo, which is like taking that satisfier toy up a notch. So you have with that, you have the airwave technology. So you have the clitoral stimulator like on it. And then you have like a shaft. So like almost I think like dildo type. So it's two in one type of toy. So you have that and that's penetrating you and that's like stimulating your G spot. So you're getting both mm. the G spot sensation as well as the clitoris st- stimulation. That sounds yeah. That sounds like like something 
I don't even know who no, invented this. Like, they're out of this world with toys right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, whoever's doing these toys these days have like stepped it up. I know. <laughs> it's like, who thought, who put the thought into, right? Like, let's use airwave technology. Airwave technology. Right. But That's some advance, advancements over here. Yeah. I love that they, like, um, sex toys are kind of geared more towards women just because it's been such a long time where women's needs haven't been met at all yep. mm-hmm. in um, sexual relationships, you know, because men kind of just, you know, they get their nut and then they go to sleep. You know? yep. So I love I that. I have that, which sometimes for some people it competes in their relationship, which is unfortunate because some men are just really insecure about that type of stuff. But there's conversations that you can have and just like ways to incorporate it into your routine if you are in a relationship. But yeah, for my single life, like it's been hands down amazing. Like my toys got a spot beside me. (laughs) That's their side. (laughs) I'm in love. (laughs) It's like, um, like, the toys, this is where the toys reside. They gonna be here. They ain't going nowhere. You gotta get mad comfortable with these toys in my life. (laughs) You better, you better figure it out. Yeah, you got to. To piggyback off my question, um, how would you approach introducing this into um the bedroom with your partner? I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, because a lot of guys get kind of insecure and turned off and feel kind of overwhelmed by the toys because I feel like they think they don't match up. Yep, they do. And good way to you know. And that's small dick energy. Like, you should really be feeling like you got to go on time, bro. Like, you should not be here sad about this toy. But yes, no. in terms of introducing it, there are ways. Um, I definitely recommend to people all the time going shopping together. That's yes. a really way of doing it. So, yes. like, obviously, you're not just like, okay, you're at the store and, like, today, like, oh, like, let's go to get toys. Like, maybe you want to massage it a bit. So, like, hey, you know, I love that our sex. Like, always, I always find that giving positive reinforcement when you start a conversation, especially with your partner. Yes helps the conversation go a little better it's not like saying like the dick is trash like you're like okay like I love our sex our sex is amazing but I would like to take it up a notch like things like there's just like little buzzwords you can use to make it like softer on their ego um especially if they are somebody that's sensitive towards that type of stuff so like yeah like you can say things like that and then like hey I was thinking why don't we go shopping together it's COVID you can just go online now so like you guys are probably watching porn anyways so just pull out your laptop and like let's just do some like online shopping for toys like i heard that this was really good if there's somebody that like needs to see evidence you can always pull up a link there's so many links like on youtube for reviews and stuff that you can share them share with them and like let them see like hey like this is how the toy looks it's not it's not intrusive it's not gonna take away from your shine but this is what this youtube reviewer or whoever was saying will help them with like this and this so like Mm -hmm. this is a couple's toy let's try that and like this is what they've rated as like top 10 which one of these do you like and then going there so going from there so that they feel like they have a say in the conversation and like they're included um that's a big part of like why a lot of people have problems when they're introducing toys into the bedroom Mm -hmm. because their partner doesn't feel included they just feel Mm -hmm. like you went out got this damn toy and now it's like i'm not good enough where it's not that at all right so if you have that type of like intro and then like do it together and like you guys are both having fun and like you're reinforcing like his needs and like reinforcing his ideas maybe he's giving suggestions too it just makes for a better experience right I love that I just want to like also mention like it 
it, it could be for both of you. Like you can have one and then he can have one too. Like in terms of like, yeah. let's, let's like, you should make it like a, like a, let's spoil ourselves. Let's, let's do something cool so that like, it's, it's new, like to the relationship exactly. or like, let's do something fun for each other. Like there, like, I think it's important to create that excitement. You know what I mean? Like exactly. just be excited about like, oh, like, yeah, of course we're in a relationship. And of course I love you. And of course, like, I'm satisfied. You know what I mean? But it's like, right. we can step it up. Like we can do something right. fun. Let's do something different. You know? Exactly. Like, exactly. It's like fulfilling a fantasy almost. Yes, right? exactly. Like, you frame it like that and you frame it like it's just another way to add some spice or dimension right. to life. Right. Then it just makes it better as opposed to like looking at it as a replacement. It's not exactly. a Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the, that's the key, key over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot, like, obviously, when you're in a long-term relationship, things kind of get not stale. They can get stale. Doing the same things every time. Right. You know what I mean? So I think the intro introducing toys or being able to or feeling um, comfortable enough to talk about, like, what you like and what you don't like, what mm -hmm. you want them to do more of, what you want them to stop doing. Like, I think those are really good conversations to have, especially if you guys have been in a long-term relationship and, you know, things are kind of getting stagnant, you know, yeah. there's no, it's important. Anymore. And I think like just in general, like people don't talk about sex enough with each other, like with the people that they're having sex with. So like, if you're not talking about sex with the people you're having sex with, like, how are they going to know what you like, what you don't like, what exactly. you need to Like you, that needs to be a discussion, whether you're in a relationship with that person or not, just like, at least talk about it. And maybe Absolutely. it's not the best time to talk about it while you're having sex. So like, right. <laughs> can you imagine? That'd be, <laughs> that'd be such a surprise. Like you surprise though. Like some people like, they like, that's their breaking point. Like they're like, and then they're like, oh my God, you're not hitting it right. Like fuck. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like an oh. argument. And like, now you just ruined really? your session. You ruined their session. Oh. Like, timing. Timing. <laughs> That should be a discussion for maybe after, like, right. you know, like, maybe, like, I don't like when you did that. Like, yeah, that's maybe, true. Maybe, maybe let's do this, you know? Exactly. Like, or like, I show them know. what you like, you know? Yes. That's not, that's not a, a bad thing either. Because most people Absolutely. get like, watching other people. So why not show them, you know? Exactly. And that's something I strongly encourage too. Like if you like something, like show the person. Like show and yeah. tell. Like, show and tell is amazing. It's a great way for people to learn. Because like you could verbally tell somebody something. Some people just don't get it. But if you yeah. show them, if you demonstrate right. it, they might pick it up better. Especially and then you get a better experience. Exactly. Especially if they've been doing whatever it is the way they do it to you for so many years and no one said anything to them. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna understand like, oh, maybe I should oh okay, like, I don't understand how she or he is saying to do this differently because, like, what other way is there to do it? I've been doing exactly. it today and everybody's yep. liking it so far. Like, why don't you like it? Like, you know? Exactly. I, and then that can create resentment too, right? Because then now you're here holding your tongue for so long and then right. when you finally do bring it up, it's like, I didn't know you felt that way. Like, why didn't you tell me sooner? Exactly. And was, then there's more yeah. issues. I was so. about to say, actually, Tanika, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was like, it's better to tell them ASAP, like right away, because months down the line, years down the line, they're going to be like, so you were telling me you didn't like it this, this right. whole time, like, you know, and it's like a little bit like sus, right? I would be like, 
Yeah. Right? So I had somebody call me out on that before. Like, I took a little too long to tell them like, it was whack. And then they're like, so, like, were you faking the orgasms this whole time? Oh, yeah, but, but yeah. now you know. Yes. <laughs> and I learned from that. I was like, that's not good. Like, I did not feel good about that. Yeah, because so, like, it... Because it's not like you're coming from like a, a, um, a, a bad place. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just trying to be like constructive criticism. Like I didn't like that so much. Like maybe we could try something else. Like, and there's always a positive way to say these things, right? Like exactly. it's not always like uh, you, you ain't shit in the bed. Like it's yeah. not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you don't want to put them down. <laughs> right. And it's like, we can, we can uplift each other. We can say like, you know what? Like, actually, I really liked that but maybe we shouldn't do this and exactly. it's just a way to to say it and i feel like after afterwards they're they're probably going to be both of you are going to probably be that much happier and you're going to be like wow you know what i'm so glad that we got we got to this agreement we got to this understanding because now right. i feel really great and you feel really great and it's like we are both right. and exactly. now, awesome now i know exactly and now i know that I'm satisfying you. Right. I'm making sure that you're enjoying it just as much as I am. Exactly. You know? so, and I don't really know too many people that don't want to be like making sure that their person is like satisfied. Like, I don't, like, you'd have to be a real dirtbag to be like, I don't know <laughs> how this person right? feels. Like, if you're in a relationship with that person. So, like, as, or if you care about that person's needs at all. Right. So, like, I feel like you conveying that will allow them to be like, okay, like, I want to like work towards this. Like, this is a goal. Yeah. This is a challenge now. Like, let me like right. rise to the occasion. And that'll just make the sex so much better. Exactly. Totally. So. gorgeous thanks so much for continuing to listen we hope you've had a great time so far please don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button so that you can get your perfect blend each and every week hit us up on instagram youtube spotify apple podcasts and anywhere you get your dose of podcasts now let's get back to it all right i think we have some time for a game um, I know you're conf- I know you're um a little familiar with this game because you follow them too. <laughs> um it's combo and chill. Yes. yes. I love this game. Um so I got this I got it a couple of days ago and I was like, oh this will be perfect for the Valentine's Day special. Like yes. because it's such a good conversation. And um I already picked a couple of cards, um about seven. So I'm going to ask the question, then we're going to have, like, some open dialogue about it. I love this. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So first question, would you date someone who dated your friend? No. No. It's not for me. I don't like I don't like the mess. Like, I'm somebody, I don't care if you date my ex. Like, I, I could care less because they're my ex for a reason. Right. But you have some people, like, it would get messy. And I just get complicated. Yes. And, you know. I Wait. Sorry, go ahead, Shana. Close. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, like, once you've dated my friend, I'm not interested. Like, yeah, it's just like the appeal is gone for me. Even mm-hmm. if you are a good looking person or you have a great personality, I just it just like you've changed into something else now. Like you're mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just never been attracted to any of my friend's exes. Like no, neither have I in my it's life weird right like never yeah. in my life have I been like oh I want to date you after or I'm gonna sleep with you while you're with my friend like no no, no. none of what you got is what I want 
I don't like the mess. But like I've known people that have talked to like people I've talked to before. And I was just like, yeah, like do your thing. Like I don't care. But they had a problem with it and then they're making issues out of it. And I'm like, bro, like I'm totally chill on this. Like if you want to do that, do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've never been interested in that. But yeah, no, that's not for me. Honestly, okay, like, I'm going to be completely honest. I've had a, a time in my life where I, that's so, somewhat happened to me, but I highly, highly, highly suggest you never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever do this. Like, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's drama all day, every day, you yeah. know, be, if you bring that person to an event where that where their exes it's just mix up the whole yeah. time like i'm not about that life no it's not no. worth it no it's not worth it it's not and and honestly i'm the type of person that like i'm i love being in a relationship and i love having that connection with someone and i'm blessed to be in a relationship right now and I, i'm very thankful for him uh so i would say like if you if it didn't work out with your friend most likely it won't work not for you so it's like you're friends with that person for a reason you guys are you guys think in a similar way you guys act in a similar way you guys mm -hmm. like similar things that's why you guys are right. friends so if it didn't work for me why would you think it's gonna work for you exactly. honestly i would i would equate it to nativity like being naive yes. mm -hmm. and ideal I, d I would say that, that those are the that's the deadliest combination that you can have as a young person is being yeah. naive and being idealist because yeah. honestly you can have these assumptions these these ideas in your head most likely they're not going to happen and that's just the reality of things so it's like yes you grow from it right like and that's the hope right you grow from it and you be like I didn't make the best decisions, but then like, yeah. you know, you continue with your life and you learn from it and you know, you, you forgive. There's like, yeah, I think it's just like, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. Just keep <laughs> it like separate, like over there. Keep Completely. That over there. I would just like, start, start. Like, no, nah, that's fine. Okay. So question number two. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the general three month rule before having sex with someone you're dating? Ooh. Mm. So that like when I was younger, that was definitely a rule. Yeah. I was like, nope, not getting it. I think now, um, I don't really like to set rules on things. So like, I like to just go with how the vibe is, what the energy is. Like, that's what I kind of tend to base things off of. So yeah, the three month rule is not for me anymore. Yeah. I would say the same. Um, when I was younger, I wasn't so um, willing to sleep with people anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, it had to be, like, it had to be a genuine connection. Um, but now I think, you know, if I want to, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel mm -hmm. at this point in my life. Um, and also, like, the relationship and how it turns out afterwards doesn't necessarily mean if you have sex with them today or if you have sex with them three months from now it's not going to change much you know what i mean because if he was planning on leaving after he had sex with you it doesn't change it's not going to change exactly. after six exactly. months three, three months, months six months exactly it's gonna change i agree honestly i feel like um we're all grown adults 
I would hope. Yeah. Uh, if you're a teenager, then talk to your parents or talk to your bigger sister or talk to your cousins, talk to someone. Yeah. But I feel like if you're an adult, if you're over the age of 18, I feel like you have the discretion and the the freedom to do whatever you want just right. be smart about it you know what I mean like just don't don't do things that you think maybe tomorrow you're gonna regret you know what exactly. I mean like just do things with your head on your shoulders and just have like the pros and cons honestly that's really helpful like just yes. just weigh it out you know what I'm saying like weigh it out weigh out your options and 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 then go from there and be safe that's be, all this is it definitely be safe yeah you know, and if you are going to be sleeping around with people willy-nilly, like, that's all good. Just be safe, you know, yes. have um, something set up like birth control. If you're, um, you know, if you have those parts, mm -hmm. <laughs> you should mm -hmm. definitely, you know, look into barrier methods or, you know, birth control, some type of birth control. Mm -hmm. So you don't put yourself in a situation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's also just do asking. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, so go ahead, Sneaka. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, um, I would say even if it's like someone that you just recently met, if that's your if that's your prerogative, go for it. But also just be very safe in terms of like PSA, we're in COVID times. So yeah. put put some hand sanitizer on, wear a mask, put a condom on. Like we don't need no yeah. no diseases coming over here. You know what I'm saying? Just be safe. Yeah know that things are transmittable whether it's covid whether it's you know stds anything like yeah. this like it's a real thing and maybe we're not so um you know uh exposed to it as as they were in the 90s or the 80s with like aids and hiv but it's still a thing you know what i mean it like is. people yeah. people i feel like don't really think about these things at, in the moment but no. it's really important to know that things are transmittable. And if you can avoid these things from happening, I think it's really important to be proactive. Exactly. It is. And you have to definitely like place a premium on your health. Like, yes. I think that's something that like not a lot of people do anymore because Absolutely. all these things are curable, but yes. it's like, you still don't want to be sick and you still don't want to be infecting mm -hmm. other people either. Like, that's it's really it. bad. Yeah. And I think too, like just knowing your status because like a lot of people they just are so irresponsible and just mm -hmm. have sex with like random people unprotected Absolutely. not knowing their status yeah. to people and then you have people that do that maliciously which right. is yeah. um, that's like a criminal act exactly so, yeah know your rights know your status and just uh, be safe yeah yeah for sure that is top top of my end morning after pill is not birth control guys it's mm -hmm. definitely not. <laughs> I knew a girl that used to, she would, yep. whatever she's doing, and then the next yep. day, oh, I got to go get some morning after pill. And I'm like, that's not birth control, girl. And they mm. say not to take it like birth control. Yes, that's so dangerous. I, I want people to it's not right. Really dangerous. That's yeah. very bad on your reproductive health. Yes, yeah, it like, is. It's going to make your uterus like Teflon. Nothing's going to stick. You ain't never <laughs> going to make a heart. But that's what, it, that's what they said. Like, I'm dead. <laughs> it's true. And <laughs> Oh my god, Chanel Teflon. Oh my god. No, she's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh my she god. always does this too. It's true. <laughs> it's true though. I'm freaking dead. Y'all have to back check that before you <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, guys, 
If you don't want to figure it out if the if it's true or not, Marla's yeah. story <laughs> running after pill is not control. Hell yeah. That's, that's a fact. It's true. That's it's a true. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next question. Could you marry someone if the sex wasn't good? Nah. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, if we're dating and the sex isn't good, like, what? Why didn't I tell you? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Or why didn't I figure out something out? So fix it. I'm not gonna make it all the way to you proposing to me. Absolutely. To, to be like, Before oh, you let exactly. No, no, and that goes back to our earlier conversation. Like, yes. full disclosure, be transparent. Early. Yes, yes, yeah, no, it won't happen. A sex is otherwise, it's gonna be a divorce in less than a year, girlfriend. You don't want that. You don't exactly. want no paperwork. You don't want no documents. Like, no, no. And go through all of that uncoupling. No, conscious or otherwise. No, <laughs> it is not. No, that's not a thing that I could do. Just because it's like why didn't I say anything like and yeah. also if if I couldn't say nothing why am I marrying this person if I couldn't be honest to tell them exactly I think, you be getting married. I think it's also like if you think it's not good maybe it's like you guys are not not compatible do you know what I'm saying exactly. like maybe maybe it's just not vibing like right. I think your significant other should give you everything um excellent do you know what I'm saying like they should be an excellent partner they should be an excellent listener they should be an excellent lover you know like all of these things they should be excellent in your in your in your life right and if he's not or she's not or they are not like I don't think it's I just maybe it's yeah. a sign that maybe you should think like mm, should we be together is this right. you know like yeah i think that's a, that's a, i think that's what tanika was saying and what we were saying chanel is that we should just have clear communication communicate hey i really like it like this if you can't give it to me sorry but i don't know yeah. if this is gonna work you know like like tanika was saying like sex is a very important part of a relationship Absolutely. you know it's just as it's it it like Everything leads into it, like communication, honesty, yes. transparency, mm-hmm. you know, trust. Yes. All of that. Right. That yes. all comes into like having a good sex life with your partner. If you right. can't communicate with them or if you're not getting what you need from them in that way, most people, if the sex isn't good, they're, try- they're trying to look elsewhere. It's Absolutely. Other or other issues in the relationship as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Sex and money are like the two biggest reasons why people get divorced. So, yeah, people are clearly not talking about it or fixing it. Exactly. And that leads into my next question. (laughs) Um, Which do you think is worse, physical cheating or emotional cheating? They're both just, they're at the same level. I agree. For me. Because if, um, you're cheating on me physically i don't want you no more mm-hmm. like you're cheating on me emotionally i don't want you anymore because mm-hmm. like why couldn't you share those things with me you that's know true. right that's how i feel about it yeah same i yeah. feel like uh, it's both of them are very heartbreaking i won't i wouldn't even say like they're yeah yeah probably like seeing someone um you know 
cheating on you physically is very traumatizing but at the same time knowing that they're that your significant other's heart is with someone else like do you that, know what i'm saying that, like, that, that is really heartbreaking as well like and i feel like they're both at that like what chanel was saying they're both at that level where it's like both of them are extremely heartbreaking both of them are like if you if you're doing this then we shouldn't be together like that yeah. that's just like i think it's so terrible i really do I, I think um i think it's terrible i think for me emotional cheating would hurt me way more just because mm-hmm. it's like i'm such an emotional person but <laughs> also it's like we have this whole thing that we've built and emotionally you have decided to step out on that like you're more emotionally invested in somebody else like that hurts but also like I think over time my views on cheating have kind of I don't want to say I've become sympathetic to it Mm -hmm. but I think because I'm older now and like a lot of people I know have either cheated or been cheated on Mm -hmm. I've been cheated on before like I just kind of have been able to like put myself in those shoes in a sense I just like I've been able to empathize with it a little bit more Right. So as to say, Wait, like, can I just clarify? Are you saying you're empathizing with the cheater? Yeah, with the cheater. Oh wow! And I know, I know, I know. It's trust me. It's saying a lot. It's saying <laughs> a lot. Um, but I just feel like in a relationship, yes, cheating is bad. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more to like. There's so much more to consider. So, for example, like I remember when I was younger, I'd be like, "Yo, cheating's a definite deal breaker. Like, I'm not staying around with a cheater. Like, fuck that." Mm-hmm. But, like, now that I'm older and, like, I see even, like, my older friends that have, like, they built their family, they have their house with their spouse, like, but that person's cheating on them. And, like, they know. And they're, like, well, I'm not leaving. Like, this is my family. Like, I want this for myself. And I'm, like, I can see now, like, what you're saying. And, like, well, he's a really great father. Like, I don't want to take that away from him. And I'm, like, I get that. Like, I, it's not just so, like, black and white. There's definitely gray areas. Whereas, like, I feel like when I was younger, I definitely didn't think that. And I also feel like for some of these cheaters, like they're in certain situations. And again, it's not to like by any means like excuse what they're doing. They should definitely be open and transparent so yeah. that they don't get to the part where they're cheating. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for a lot of them, they just don't have that foundation where they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Sadly. And that stems back to the relationship not being really built on that trust. They're being built with those clear lines of communication. You're, so, you're saying they don't have the foundation to be honest with their partner? Is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, okay. that's saying. Yeah, and, okay. and, and you think, like like we just said earlier, like it's a no-brainer. Like you'd hope that when you're in a relationship, you can be open and transparent. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the situation is a lot of people don't have relationships like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, every relationship, there's so many skeletons in people's relationships. Yep. And you're just like, wow, like this is not at all just, again, black and white. So True. that's how I'm saying, but overall yes the emotional cheating would hurt me a lot i want to mention something just in case anyone any of our listeners are going through a situation like this i feel like um it's really important to have like a really good support system whether that be your friends whether that be your family whether that be your therapist like whether you go uh you go to like couples counseling like just like something so that you can get to a point where you have mutual respect with each other mutual trust with each other mutual honesty you know like I just think it's really important because honestly if you don't have um trust with your partner if you don't have honesty with your partner like in the long run you are gonna get very hurt whether you're the cheater or whether you're the person that is being cheated on like I feel like it's just it's gonna amount to a lot of heartbreak 
So I feel like it's really important to have a really good support system and talk to someone about it because I'm sure there are ways to overcome these things and there are ways. So I think it's really important to mention that. It is. Yeah. So having a support system helped me through those same situations. Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, so to piggyback off of what you were saying, Tanika, um, I also don't think it's a deal breaker. Um, it also depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're both you know, in a, not in a good place, and you cheat on me, then that just might be, Mm -hmm. you know, that might just show me like, okay, you know what, maybe this relationship isn't working. Maybe we should break up or take some time apart. But, you know, if it was a situation where it could be understandable, then yeah, like, I may, I may not think that it's such a big deal. Or in my case, I do Emotional cheating is a lot for me. Like, I feel like I would be so hurt by that more than the physical cheating. Mm-hmm. But the physical cheating is just like, I, I don't want you no more. <laughs> like, just yeah. You're tainted. You know? Yeah, you're tainted now. Right. So I feel like I feel like I could come back from that, but it would take a lot. It would take a yeah. lot. I would need time away. Yeah. Um, but again, everybody's different. And but I do. I don't think cheating is a deal breaker um in a relationship just because it's something you can grow from and learn from both mm-hmm. in both sides just because some people sometimes some, sometimes yeah that's because like a lot of people start relationships and they're broken you yeah. know what I mean? so they don't know or they're acting out of selfish needs because they're broken and they want to feel better mm-hmm. so you know sometimes people need to grow and work on if it's worth it to fix it and move on or if, you know we're just gonna yeah. end it and go and on you have to also like remember right like so. tying back to what i was saying about like empathizing kind of with cheaters like some people they don't really know how to show up for themselves so it's impossible for them to right. show up for other people mm-hmm. so like even though you're in a relationship exactly. and you'd expect your partner to like be fully in it with you mm-hmm. like they might not be at the place where they're able to meet you there and you just didn't realize it until then right exactly yeah. Can I ask though, just to ask Chanel what you mean, just for clarification, because like I'm sort of curious as to what you mean by in some circumstances where it could be permissible, like in terms of like you would understand where they're coming from. Like I just wanna, I just wanna get where, like what would be permissible in that case. Like for, because for me, I feel like the moment that you have, um, that you have done something, once you've placed that thought into action it's over for me. Like, that's how I would feel. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the, the thought into action, it's done. But that's why I want to know what would be permissible for you. Like, what would you be like? Oh, you know what? Like, I can forgive you for this. Well, see, when I mean, when I say it, like I can forgive, um, I would have to be like, we would have to work through it. We would have to go to like counseling and like Mm -hmm. really work on whatever it was that brought you to the point where you felt you needed Mm -hmm. to cheat on me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then if at that point, you know, we determine or we figure it out and you know, I realized like you were, you were coming from a place of hurt or some other issues that you were dealing with or yeah some other issues that you were dealing with then yeah that I can that's understandable if you just did it just to do it because you thought you knew I was gonna take you back regardless of what you do no no 
and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not allowing it more than once. You cheat on me once, that's a learning experience. We're gonna learn together. And you're not doing it again. Right. If you do it again, mm-hmm. it's over. Right. That's how I feel about that's the situation. Fair. Mm-hmm. But that yeah, is fair. I definitely think um, it's not always grounds for separation. Um, I think it's a teachable moment for both people in the in the relationship because a lot of times people. Um, cheat because there's something lacking in the relationship it's not always about mm-hmm. the sex right um it could just but be you something have some people that are just really like like yeah. let's not discount those people yeah. some people yeah. just love sex they don't care where no, they get it from 100%. how they get it mm-hmm. like who they hurt yeah, just yeah. totally some people are just greedy they want everything and they want to eat yep. all of that too they want they want to keep their plate and eat yep. on someone yes. else's plate too. They mm-hmm. don't care. Those people, but those people, you can tell like that's how they are. Yep. You know what I mean? Not Especially always. They're like not willing. Not always. Not always. Some not of them always. are good manipulators. Yes, some of them have. Fam- some of them are. Some manipulators. of them are family men. Some of them are family. What do you know what I mean? Sometimes they're like yep. very, very, very good at covering their their. Tracks. Tracks, right yeah exactly so it's really like, liars like and you're just like you're dangerous but i also yeah. like it's like a bigger yeah. conversation of like our society and like as humans like we we presume that we're monogamous beings right <laughs> like you have the goal in life right. like get married have kids whatever yeah. obviously we've seen like over time that that's not necessarily like everyone's structure that's not the framework for everybody yeah. you're seeing more and more polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. and it's just like I think that too is something that needs to be discussed early on. Like, how do you feel about cheating? Like, is cheating a deal breaker? This and that. Like, just setting those boundaries too. And like, are you sure you're a monogamous person? Like, if you're not, you do need an open relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. just seeing what that framework is for each other. Because I think that those discussions don't happen enough either. I agree with you 100%, Tamika. That is so important. Like knowing exactly what each other wants out of the relationship, what each other respects out of the relationship. Like, and then God forbid, if you have that conversation and then they do the opposite. Exactly. You know? Like this is what you said. On this date, (laughs) you told me this. Exactly. On this date, at this time, I got it all. All right, I got all of it. No, it's absolutely like you need to. Yeah, need to. I agree. It's true. So, um, this isn't a question on the card, but how do you guys feel about um open relationships or polyamorous relationships? I think as long as it works for you and everybody is like aware of that, then it's fine. Because like I know people that say that they're poly but all of their partners don't know that there are other partners mm-hmm. so like that's not full poly mm-hmm. everybody's supposed to be aware yeah. not just like you and a couple of your partners so like if everybody's on the same page perfect like different strokes for different flo- for different folks yeah. to whatever it works for you but again it's that open and transparency like as long as you're being open and transparent and everybody consents to that mm-hmm. then i don't see any harm in it i agree um, i agree 100 percent i if if you have um if you it's it's sort of like a sexual orientation technically like in terms of like you prefer one one thing over the other and and that's completely okay it's just uh what Tanika was saying as long as everyone is understanding and everyone is aware and everyone consents to this 
then go for it. But if, if people are not aware and you're doing this behind their back, then you should reconsider um, being with these people because you might be, um, it, it could be really damaging to the, to the other party, right? Because they believe in monogamy. And if they're with someone that doesn't, that could be extremely damaging. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How about you, Chanel? I believe I'm, I'm good with that. You got, you know, everybody can do what they want to do, but <laughs> me, no, I can't, I don't see myself in that kind of relationship because I'm very, um, what's mine is mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, if I wanted what everybody else had, I would have what everybody else yep. had. Yes. I mean? So I'm, I don't think I could do like personally I don't think I could do it but Mm -hmm. and if I knew someone who was in a polyamorous relationship I have so much questions like (laughs) when okay so when do you decide you know who you who you're gonna be with tonight like do they join in like is it a three-way every time and like do they like are am I allowed to or are you allowed to be jealous if like you're seeing this other person Mm -hmm. you know like I feel like there's so much gray area and so much unknown about it just because there's so many different variations of what is going on and like do they live there with do they y'all live in a house well, some of them do yeah yeah, yeah. 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 like you i know I, a guy both of his partners live with him oh um, and then they have their own relationships like they're not in a relationship all three of them oh they're not oh no, that's like he's okay. like the like he's <gasps> the main guy in he's the, the he's the icing in the oreo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then the other two guys, yeah, they're like they have their own separate relationships with them, but they're both aware of them and they get along and they do everything hey. together. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's this um she's um I think I can't remember she she's um an influencer mm-hmm. and she is married mm-hmm. and she has a boyfriend. Yeah. And I think they live together. Um I think wow. Fashion Jones and she I was like, what girl? (laughs) And like, they take pictures, like group pictures. Girl, yes, have your husband and your boyfriend. But like, I'm also like, my boyfriend would die. Like, yeah, he would fall. It like, I don't know. Like, I'm always so like curious and like intrigued by those kinds of Mm -hmm. relationships just because um, it's so unconventional and a lot of people don't know about it and don't understand it so that it's always considered taboo yeah, yeah. totally no different strokes for different folks no i think as long as you're happy and again everybody's aware yeah although i i want to just uh, do a disclaimer i'm monogamous so okay. i i i wouldn't do it per se but i completely agree with t- uh, tanika in terms of like if that's what you want then go for it um but i also agree with what chanel was saying in terms of like there's it's so hard because monogamy is so ingrained into our society in terms of like the expectations of, of being monogamous. And I feel like anyone that is polyamorous at the moment, I feel like is, is, um, is, I I don't want to say like at a disadvantage, but sort of like is, has a little bit of a tougher time, like going through society and and knowing what the rules are and like what's acceptable and all of these things. Right. So I think it's really important to set some boundaries and set some rules with your partners just so that like no one gets hurt. I feel Mm -hmm. like uh, for me, um, 
looking at a polyamorous relationship, like I can see how, how there can be a lot of hurt, to be honest. Like I would say like, if I was one of those partners, I would be extremely hurt and extremely oh, jealous and like, just be I like, just every day, every right. day of my life. <laughs> exactly. I would be like, I don't know, like what, what is it that I can't give you? I would, th- those are the questions that I would, I would That's ask. That's what it feels like for right? you too. Right. Absolutely. Right. I, and I think it's, um, that's why it's only fair that everyone consents to something like that because I can see where there can be a lot of hurt. Totally. Yeah. And I think that it just comes down to like knowing yourself, right? Right. Like, you have to know, like you, like Chanel was saying, like, she's like, it's not for me. Like, it's just not like, I know I, I be possessive, not possessive, yes. but like what's for me is for me. And I want exactly. that. Exactly. So you just have to really know yourself. I think a lot of times people set mm-hmm. themselves up for like different things. They're like, Oh, let me try something new. Not right. Really paying attention to what's for them. Right. So as long as you you are staying true to yourself, then you should be fine to not get hurt if you know yourself and you're that type of person. Like, like you said, you know yourself, you'd probably get hurt. It wouldn't be fun. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we have time for one more question. Okay. Um, this one is quite interesting as well. So, how long would you wait for someone you're dating to commit to you? Mm, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Yeah. Because, like, what's the timeline? You know, I what's the timeline? That not too long ago, like, earlier this year slash, like, ending of last year. I was talking to somebody for a bit, and I was just like, yeah, like, so where is this even, like, going? And he couldn't tell me. So, like, his, like, not knowing was a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't know, then it's a no. So yeah. I feel like for me, once we're, like, spending enough time together and, like, we have that conversation, there should be either an answer on yes or no. Yeah. Like, I don't really know if there's like, a necessary timeline. It's more yeah. feeling. Yeah. Or like even like even when you have that conversation, even if you're not a hundred percent sure, just be like, you know, you could always be honest. Like, I like where things are going. You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure what we are at this moment, but I do like spending my time with you. I do like seeing you. Just mm-hmm. letting them know like you have plans to like you're interested in pursuing something mm-hmm. exactly that intention but yeah. you have some people though that will be like i like what this is right now and then like you're there and you're like oh like this is great but what does that mean yeah <laughs> right like are we progressing are we going to like become something or are we just going to stay status quo because I don't want status quo. So I think it's like to your point, having that conversation and being very upfront about what your intentions are, mm-hmm. I think that helps to move things along. Because then if you have like, let's say, again, I don't care about timelines, but like, yeah. let's say you have like a three month check-in and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I like where things are going. Like, I definitely see myself with you in the future. Okay, like that's giving you hope that there's going to be something that right. you, want. You're, you want that, right? Then six months down the line, okay, like, so how is it going? I like how things are right now. That's not giving me nothing. No, like, yeah, there's no hope here. Exactly, exactly. So now you just know, like, either you're wasting your time or you need to, like, let me know, like, are we going to be something or not because there's other people. Right. I agree 100%. I feel like uh, it's so important. Um, what Tanika was saying earlier is knowing yourself, right? Before you enter into a relationship with another person, I think it's so important to know what you want from it. Like, if mm-hmm. you are at a point in your life where you're just like, I don't want any commitment. I'm just loving my life. And I just want to be with people. Your prerogative, go for it. Right. But I feel like you need to know that of yourself. And then you can set the precedent with another person and be like, Hey, this is where I'm coming from. How about you? You Exactly. And then if, if, but if at the, at the, um, 
at the beginning of when you're talking to this person, you're like, you know what? Like I, what I want is a relationship. I'm not sure if this is the person to be in a relationship with, but I'm willing to see what it's, what it's like. Mm -hmm. Then maybe just say, you know, I'm more of a serious person. I sort of see myself having a relationship. Is this something that you want? Right. And just setting the precedent from the very beginning, I think that will save a lot of time. Yep. And a lot of unnecessary arguments and a lot of um, assumptions because I don't like assuming nothing, Mm -hmm. especially like in a relationship because I don't want to feel like betrayed if I don't have to. If we're we're just dating and we're seeing how things go, okay, I'm going to date too. I'm going to see other people too. And you don't be mad. And at least I'll know, right? At least I'll know that, okay, he's going to be dating other people. So I'm not gonna, I can't really be upset because I'm also dating other people. But if you don't tell me, I'm gonna do whatever I want. Exactly. Exactly. Or I'm gonna feel like I'm obligated to stay with you because I feel we haven't, you haven't given me a clear indication of what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people always um, kind of shy away from telling people what their actual intentions are. Yeah. Because they like this person, but they're also wanting to see what's still out there. Yep. So they don't want to tie themselves down. And that, I think, is very harmful in situations like this just because, you know, a lot of women or a lot of people mm-hmm. want to be in relationships and are actually trying and doing the necessary things to set up, set themselves up to be in a good re- long-term mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. And if they're not sure what the other person is doing, you know, they feel like they've wasted their time and rightfully so. Right. And again, like even to that point, it comes back to you as well, like as a person, as knowing yourself. Like Mm -hmm. if you're there asking these questions and you're not getting clear, concrete answers and you're feeling like instinctively that this is probably not where you need to be, then you need to trust that you are able to make the right decision and best decision for yourself and that your instincts are not lying to you. Right. Like as women, especially, like we are so intuitive. Like a lot of the times we just be knowing things and we just be like second guessing it for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't like trust myself. Like, no, trust yourself. Yep. It's not for you. It's not for you. You're going to get that feeling. Trust it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it's really important to, um, to not only trust yourself, but like in an, I, I know that this is like an ideal world, but just like I think the the point of just communicating and just telling, like knowing knowing what you want and just saying it, because even if the other person doesn't, at least you'll know you've done your part. You know, like at least you've done your due diligence and like telling them. And if and then if after whatever their answer is, right, can be an indication and can can go based off of your intuition and be like, I don't know about this or perfect. I'm a, I'm on the same page. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and then we can go from there. But I think you're completely right, um, Tanika, in terms of like trusting your instincts. If something is off, if there are red flags, take it in, like know what you're, what you're seeing, see what you're, what you want out of it. Right, and they'll be asking God for all these signs and ignoring them because they be coming. Mm-hmm. They be coming. Like, God, please give me a sign, and then the sign is like there. Dead in your face. Returning your call. Death in your face. Yes, and you're like still trying to make it work. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, that's not a sign, God. That was you just playing with me. You got a full <laughs> red light. Right? You got a whole, like, the biggest, reddest flag of all time is right here. And you're like, oh, well, 
let's move this flag out of the way. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> like, what is this doing here? Yep. You know, right. and I think a lot of times um, as women, because there's this thing that everyone's like, oh, a good man is so hard to find. No, it's not that they're good, they're hard to find. It's more that like a lot of men aren't wanting to commit and we keep feeling like, oh, we're going to just make it work. We gonna make yep. it work. He wants this, but he doesn't know yet. So we're just going to make it Got work. Her. That And that's why yeah. these situations happen. And it's yeah. so toxic doing that. So yeah. doing that. Like you're forcing somebody into a relationship yeah. that they didn't tell you that they wanted it or not. Like, right. Yep. Come on. No, it's not good. You were told. You had exactly. No. exactly. And there's also like a lot of times like, well, I've been seeing online like guys would be like, oh no, I told you we're not together. You know, I told you this is what it is. And the girl's like, oh no, that's not me. It's like, and it's like, no. No. Like, let's yeah. not do this to ourselves. We don't deserve that. Yeah, you can save yourself a lot of heartache and pain by just, like, taking what it is for what it is. Exactly. Like, sometimes people don't sh- tell you. May- they may not tell you, but they, they show, show you. They be showing you. So if yep. they're showing you, take that for what it is and leave. Yep. And if they sending you texts a couple months later, like, hey, what happened? Like, yep. well, you know what happened. You were showing me what, who you were. And, and I chose to believe you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I believed you and I went by my business. Yep. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Always. Sometimes. Always. <laughs> All right. So we're at the end of our show. We just want to take the time and thank you for coming to chat with us today, Tanika. Um, tell, tell the people where they can find you and your wonderful content. Yeah, for sure. Shut well, up. thank you so much for having me. I yes. appreciate you guys. This was a great conversation. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Y'all can follow me at Unattached Unbothered on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share, mm-hmm. and you can also find me on uh, You can also find me on Instagram. <laughs> As well, so you can find me on Unattached Unbothered. You can find me mm-hmm. on Instagram at Unattached Unbothered and at UnattachedUnbothered dot com. Beautiful. Um, perfect. Thank you so much for your time. Anytime, ladies. Yes. So be cute, be you, and stay blended. Stay blended. Bye.